Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of syphilitic heart disease from the cardiovascular section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 40-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for a wellness exam. She currently does not have any acute concerns and reports to feeling well. She has not seen a physician in 20 years, but presents today to be tested for sexually transmitted infections at the request of her new partner. She says she may have had a vaginal sore about 17 years ago. She had many sexual partners and infrequently uses condoms. On physical exam, cardiac auscultation is significant for a timbre-like quality S2 heart sound along with a diastolic decrescendo murmur in the left sternal border. A chest radiograph demonstrates calcifications of the ascending aortic arch. This is a case of syphilitic heart disease. Let's now get into the topic. In terms of a clinical definition, syphilitic heart disease is a cardiac complication of tertiary syphilis where the vasa visorum becomes impaired. This leads to ischemic injury of the aortic media. In terms of the pathogenesis, this condition is believed to be caused by a vasculitis or obliterative endoarteritis of the vasovasorum, which in turn weakens the aortic root wall, leading to aortic dilation and aortic valve regurgitation. In terms of the diagnostic imaging modality used to diagnose this condition, radiography of the chest would show findings of calcification of the ascending aortic arch, and this would be the usual finding. This reflects intimal inflammation. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 49-year-old man is referred to a cardiologist by his primary care provider or PCP for a new heart murmur. He otherwise feels well and has no complaints. He had not seen a doctor in the last 15 years, but finally went to his PCP for a checkup at the urging of his girlfriend. His past medical history is notable for gastroesophageal reflux disease, hypertension, and hepatitis B. He takes omeprazole and lisinopril. He has a prior history of intravenous drug abuse and a 50-pack year smoking history. He has had many prior sexual partners and uses protection intermittently. He reports that he may have had a sore on his penis many years ago, but it went away without treatment. His temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 141 over 91 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 89 per minute. And respirations are 18 per minute. On exam, S1 is normal and S2 has a timbre-like quality. There is a visible and palpable pulsation in the suprasternal notch and a diastolic decrescendo murmur over the right upper sternal border. A chest radiograph demonstrates calcification of the aortic root. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's condition? 1. Fibrinous plaque formation in the arterial intima. 2. Neoplastic growth in the cardiac atria. 3. Pericardial inflammation. 4. Tricuspid valve inflammation. Or 5. Vasovasorum destruction. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, vasovasorum destruction. 
the patient in this vignette presents with evidence of aortitis with a timbre-like S2, suprasternal notch pulsation, and aortic dilatation, and a prior history of an untreated genital lesion. This presentation is consistent with syphilitic aortitis, which is caused by destruction of the vasa visorum due to a vasculitic phenomenon. Remember, syphilitic heart disease is one manifestation of tertiary syphilis. Skin gummas and neurosyphilis are the other two primary manifestations of tertiary syphilis. Syphilitic heart disease primarily affects the large arterial system resulting in aortitis. The aorta and valvular ring may dilate and the aortic root and ascending aortic arch may demonstrate calcifications and a quote tree bark appearance. Clinically, this may manifest with a new murmur, often a diastolic decrescendo murmur due to aortic regurgitation, suprasternal notch pulsation, and a timbre-like S2. This condition is caused by disruption of the vasa visorum of the ascending and transverse aorta due to a vasculitic phenomenon known as endarteritis obliterans. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, fibrinous plaque formation in the arterial intima leading to arterial narrowing is characteristic of atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis can result in angina and or claudication depending on the location of the arterial narrowing. Answer choice 2, neoplastic growth in the cardiac atria is consistent with a cardiac myxoma, the most common primary cardiac tumor in adults. Most myxomas occur in the atria and may present with nonspecific symptoms and or syncopal episodes due to tumor obstructing the mitral valve. Answer choice 3, pericardial inflammation is the underlying cause of pericarditis. Pericarditis is characterized by sharp pleuritic chest pain, a friction rub, and Kussmaul sign, which involves increased jugular venous distension on inspiration. And finally, answer choice 4, tricuspid valve inflammation may be seen in endocarditis, a condition caused by inflammation of a heart valve. The tricuspid valve is the second most commonly affected valve in endocarditis. Right-sided valve disease is more common in IV drug abusers. Endocarditis may present with persistent fevers, dyspnea, systemic symptoms, and a new murmur. In summary, syphilitic heart disease is caused by vasculitic destruction of the vasa visorum of the aortic root and ascending aortic arch. And that's all for this review about syphilitic heart disease. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.